0: You're listening to The Reader's Podcast. These recordings are designed for those readers proclaiming the gospel in their faith communities. Each week, we'll read the week's gospel text as set out by the Revised Common Lectionary, note any difficulties, including pronunciation of names, offer context, connections, or curiosities that might be helpful, and then end with some questions or considerations for our readers All of this to offer a greater familiarity and a deeper inner connection with the scripture. Or a fertile ground for the spirit to be transforming the reader as they prepare to read and the community as they hear the proclamation of the gospel that we can all be continually formed into the likeness of Christ. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their mind to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written... That the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God, the gospel of the Lord. Okay, so this is not the reading that the Revised Common Lectionary gives us for the seventh Sunday of Easter. This is instead the reading they specify for the Ascension Day, which is the Thursday. It's always the Thursday between the sixth and the seventh Sunday of Easter. And so why, why I'm substituting it um, is because um, if we don't substitute it, we don't tell this very important story, this very important moment. Um, from christ's life in the ascension it just gets missed and it's one of those parts that i think gets doubly missed because for us it's a strange story um in fact i think it might be stranger to us than the idea of resurrection when it comes to resurrection we at least have some sort of framework for what it looks like for someone whose heart has stopped to or or whose lungs have stopped to get up again we've we've seen um on TV or in real life, we've seen people be um, resuscitated. This is a, a thing we've seen. We've never, I've never, I don't think you've ever, ever seen somebody um, ascend to the heavens. And so we've got this way in which it's uh, it's skipped and it's one of those things that we're inclined to skip. And on top of all of that, it is one of the things that the the church has um, has. Set out to be imp- an important part of the life of Christ that we want to make sure we remember it's it's in the apostles Creed it's in the Nicene Creed right it's um on the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures and he ascended into heaven this is that's from the Nicene Creed right we've, we we've we've got this it's important and it it does say something um I think critical to us. And that's the whole point of the lectionary, by the way. The whole point of the lectionary is to center what scriptures we're reading, what stories we're telling as communities, as communities of those who follow Christ. We want to center the story on the life of Christ, not on our own lives, on our own impulses, on our own needs. It's, of course, fine to now and again, as it's important and as we discern, to to do some of those things, to have some of those conversations that are coming up. But what we want to do is make sure that our, our our main and plain, our usual, is to tell the story of the life of Jesus. So, this is technically not the reading for this Sunday, but we uh, substitute it in. So, and um, the reading's really straightforward. There's uh, there's not any weird or difficult words in it. Nothing that will be um, difficult to to pronounce. So I'm going to just point out a few things in a straightforward reading. And this is really for for you, um, for you the reader to be able to um, embed some meaning and some thought and belief into this um, again strange moment that we're bringing to mind. So so let's begin by noticing uh, how he is again, this is like what he did on the Emmaus road. He is again opening up to them the Law of Moses, the Prophets, and the Psalms. This is what, you know, what um, is sometimes called the Tanakh, the, the Torah, the first five books, uh, Genesis through Deuteronomy, then the, uh, the Navim, right? The, this is the, the words of the prophets. Who, be, who even Moses is actually the first prophet, but Joshua starts the, 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 the prophets. Um, and then uh, the Ketuvim, uh, which is the writings, so Psalms, Job, the, the wisdom stuff. So he's saying these are the things that um that I told you about from from what we would call the Old Testament, from the scriptures that that they would have had. We have to remember that they don't have the New Testament writings for quite some time, and so the the Old Testament or the Tanakh or the law of Moses, the prophets and the psalms are are places where Christ is present and can be found. And he's saying to them, um, the things that were written about me were, were, I have fulfilled them. And I think it's really helpful for us to understand the word fulfilled not being, I've checked the box, right? It's not like there's 13 things that you have to do in order to be um, this thing. Rather, Christ is this thing and he's filling up these words, he's filling up these spaces, right? He's showing what it means for. That that God is our shepherd. Jesus is the definition or the filling, the breathing of life, or even as he's the word, the speaking of Psalm 23. You want to know what Psalm 23 means? Christ shows us. And so this is what he's doing. He's looking backwards. He's not saying that the the, the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms are annulled or they're over. Instead, rather, I am their fulfillment. I'm the filling uh, of them. So that's the first thing. The Second thing to notice here, verse 45, it says that then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And I think full stop bracket this and recognize that there are two ways to read. There are two ways um, to engage with scripture. There's a lot of ways to do it, but but they tend to fall, they should, they're going to fall in one of two categories. And one of them is where you're reading them um, on your own or only towards yourself you're not reading you're not listening to the scriptures um through with the presence of god with you which i would say you know what does that actually mean it would be maybe reading prayerfully reading with some questions would be a really easy way to go what's the difference right if you're reading it for knowledge um which is a fine exercise on, on on some levels but what we have here, Jesus, we have Jesus opening up their minds to understanding scriptures. And this is how we, especially in on like a Sunday on when we're together, this is our way of reading. We are asking, we are expecting, we are needing the, the scriptures to be open to us. Because sometimes um, there's things we want to skip. Sometimes there's things we don't want to look at. Sometimes there's um, hard good words for us in there and so i just love this way in which we have right here an invitation to be people who come to scriptures together and as someone who's reading scripture on sunday you know to a community there's a way in which you can just read it and get the pronunciation wrong and you can check the box as it were or you can fill it up with with wonder with belief with questions with doubt with who you are uh, with it and 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 bringing our full selves to the to, to the holy words to the stories um, it, it, it comes with a, a of having them being opened up to us by the Spirit. Uh especially as we consider the next part, right, that that it's um the scriptures he's opening, he's pointing out that the Messiah suffers, rises from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in the Messiah's name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. And this is a hard message all around. We we don't want our Messiahs to suffer, we want them to conquer. We don't want our, um, our messiahs, we don't want our heroes, we don't want the, our God to die. We want our God um, to live. And we, d- we certainly don't want to go through death to get to it. And then the repentance and forgiveness is always great. I mean, Jonah gives us a perfect example of this. We want, re- we want, to, be, uh, we want to see repentance. We want to see forgiveness for us, <laughs> for me. Maybe for the people I I care about, maybe for the ones who have not done um done wrong. All right. We we maybe don't want this to be for those who we consider or may consider us to be enemies, those we're apart from. And this is why we need the we need Jesus, we need the Spirit of Christ, we need the Holy Spirit to open these things up to us because we're not necessarily inclined towards them. There is a a turning, a changing, a shifting, a re-seeing. Uh, Of things. And then if we move down to the end, we see him leading them out to Bethany, which is Lazarus' resurrection. Okay, Bethany's where Lazarus lived, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus lived. It's got to be a place that, you know, is just full of expectation. Um, They experienced resurrection there. This is where he's choosing he's going to leave from. So he leads them out to Bethany, he lifts up his hands, and he blessed them. And I, I just imagine that this is the, the priestly blessing from, from number six. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord's countenance lifted up to you and give you peace, shalom, wholeness, completeness. And so as his hands were, are lifted, as he's blessing them, that's when he withdraws from them. And he withdraws and he's carried up to heaven. And what a picture. Right, the way Jesus leaves is is not scolding, is not with um, even direction. Go do these things, uh, not with a timetable. I'll be back. Right, the leaving is in the blessing, um, while he's blessing them, while he's he's speaking good words to them, and then we see them uh, we see them respond really beautifully, uh, different than the last time he left. They worship him. They return to their lives in great joy and instead of being in hiding, they're continually in the temple blessing. So we have these things just readily apparent for us on the surface. Uh, if we dig a little bit deeper, we come up with some really, I think, helpful questions about our bodies and about heaven. It's, it is the embodied, crucified, resurrected, uh, with wounds touchable who uh, Jesus who eats that ascends into the heavens Jesus is not unincarnated here right it's it's his when he ascends it's the skin isn't stripped the 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 flesh isn't stripped from his body but he is embodied in fleshed incarnated at when and as he ascends to the heavens to be seated with the father to prepare a, a, a place for us. And this has a lot of, um, a lot of juice for us. As we think about our lives, we are not the, the, the possibilities of, of bodied life um, can be deeply, deeply heavenly. Our human bodies, uh, especially or particularly as they, as they experience, um, resurrection crucifixion and resurrection with with jesus we can also experience this ascended heavenly life here and now i think back to you know um moses asking to to see god it's you know no one can see god and live well right if we've gone through we we follow the crucified and risen messiah we've died and our life is now hidden with God in Christ. Our lives are not our own. Our lives are already in some way heavenly. So this body thing is 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 super important, especially as we struggle to figure out what it means to be people who have bodies and what do we do with them. And then what does it mean to be the body of Christ? Like we're Christ's body. So what does it mean to... To, to be faithful to and in that. And if we're Christ's body and Christ has ascended, then we are, and Paul talks about this, we're seated in heavenly places with Christ. So we can live in our bodies right now, heavenly lives. The kingdom of heaven is, is near. And that leads to really one of the, the mysterious questions here. One of the, the questions that just the, the, the moment of the ascension brings up is where is heaven? What is heaven? When is heaven? How? How do we get there? How do we, um, how do we experience it? Uh, What what are we going to do there? What is this thing that is heavenly? And I don't have any answers uh, in fact, I want to actually point that these questions, especially as we think about heaven, they make something really plain. What they make plain to us is the inevitability, the, the, the absolute um, occurrence of mystery in the living out of our faith. Right? The, and the questions are woven into the fabric of the moment of Christ's ascension. Christ, he he goes up from them he is um he's carried away and he withdraws and we can't quite figure out where that is because it's not not here it's still embodied but it's definitely not here at least as it was uh as it was before so this moment of the ascension it 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 invites us or maybe maybe we could even say it requires us or it confronts us to admit mystery into our lives to admit that that we can't touch everything that is real. And that just because we can't touch a thing doesn't mean it's real. Hmm. Love it. Okay. I've said way more than I wanted to. Um, but, uh, but this is a good place to, um, to conclude sort of these, this inquiry, this preparation with the text. And so I want to close uh, here with uh, two adaptations um, from prayers on the ascension that are taken from the book, the book, Of common prayer Almighty God whose blessed Son our Savior Jesus Christ ascended far above all heavens that he might fill all things mercifully give us faith to perceive that and that according to his promise he abides with his church on earth even to the end of the ages and grant also that as your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, has ascended into heaven, that we may also in heart and mind ascend there to, and with him continually dwell, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.